There's always an opportunity to be a better us for this world. So claim it! It's time to develop me for we. Happy morning, everyone! I'm Steph Saison, your host. Happy 2020 and so excited to be back after a short break. Hope all of you are well-rested and refreshed as you celebrated 2019 and welcome 2020. If you're on at least one social media platform, surely you've seen a lot of people posting their 2019 highlights and 2020 bucket list. It's really that season of goals and New Year's resolutions. Though, of course, setting goals and resolutions can be done at any arbitrary point in time, the start of the year and decade is one we can make the most out of. So that's why I'm sharing how I've been consistently sticking to my New Year's resolutions. So no matter how horrible or I've had a ton of like downs, more than ups in my year, the 12-month period has given me growth professionally, emotionally, spiritually, and just really getting to know myself better as I got to know and do what I was made to be. And there's for sure a lot of content out there telling you to do different things and telling maybe opposing things. And I don't want to just be someone who adds to that clutter, info clutter all around and that noise all around. So let this just be more of a personal best practices and personal experience sharing, especially at the end. So listen on to hear how and don't be one of those people who backs out in their resolutions even if it isn't the end of January yet. But before that, just checking. Have you made any resolutions yet? It's just the third week of the month, so we have around 49 weeks to go. So you don't need to be so perfectionist in getting 52 out of 52 weeks and decide, eh, next year? Since I already missed out on two or three weeks, because it's going to keep happening every year. So you can do maybe 49 out of 49 weeks instead, or treat each day as a day one. So here are the guidelines to create your resolutions. I phrase them as triple A's, like a battery, to give you energy to keep going on, follow through, and commit. <laughs> so first A is aligned. What's your why? That's been some really something that we've been going on and on since last year. We are going through on reevaluating your belief systems and your values and the reason for doing these things that we do. And it's important that our goals um, support who you want to be. Note who. If we get too distracted with, oh, what do you want to do? We'll just be human doings rather than human beings, as they say. And ultimately, who you want to become is to be someone who is more loving, considerate, intentional, and Christ-like human beings of this world. According to Science Journal, the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, around 55% of New Year's resolutions were health-related, such as exercising more, eating healthier, and getting out of financial debt. Let's not make these the goal in and of itself. They are all enablers, means, and conditions that allow us to better enjoy and achieve our true end goal. Like, for example, you you want to exercise, okay? Why? Really, deep inside, your goal is you don't want to be breathless when you walk or when you go up the stairs or you want to be able to keep up with your grandkids when you grow old. You want to eat healthier. Why? you want better athletic performance or you want to 
not, not generate um you want to generate less carbon footprint by going vegan that's why it's important that we think long term that's where our goals really align if you're going to list something that's totally not you it's most likely gonna turn out that you're not gonna do them in the first place because it's so easy to give up on however i'm not ultimately discouraging this some behaviors we have and behaviors that we want to change or encourage that maybe we're not on the extreme side is actually something that we wanted to change you can instead like place a goal there to do something you don't expect yourself to do even if it's big and scary like oh you're shy but you want to start a podcast why not so just Make sure that before you make any rash or out there decisions that the foundational goals are intact. I personally advise to make sure you're good on those main things that we need to reflect on and decide on before being so spontaneous. So an example to make this clearer, you want to go on a random solo trip and inevitably because of that randomness and spontaneity, you spend 50000 and actually your real goal for 2020 was to be able to save and invest and be financially stable so say you want to save 200,000 by the end of the year and you sabotage yourself you we really need to develop this kind of foresight even if we're not the type to see that far off so if you think that okay I do want to do something that is outside my comfort zone and a so not me kind of thing. You can plan, okay, I will have a random solo trip. Maybe I won't decide where yet, so there's still that kind of excitement. But instead, already plan ahead. Again, have foresight that, oh, okay, I'll just be spending 10000 So looking at that plan that you've already set, you might need to instead choose a local unexplored beach first that way you can keep your financial goal and the get out of my comfort zone goal these little adjustments on instant gratification for you will your future self will just really thank you we don't have to call these adjustments as compromise since compromising just really sounds like you're losing and sacrificing on something that isn't that worth it so it's not necessarily so so we can call these adjustments because they're really made to help us set up for a better future that will help us fulfill what we have set in place as our goals second a after aligned is actionable so just writing down a vague get healthy and fit or save up and get married but not have action steps and quantifiable goals makes it really hard and know if you're on the right direction towards those goals reaching goals are really just made up of daily decisions so what are the daily decisions that are needed to be made in order to reach that get healthy and fit goal so you'd say ah it's to eat clean but what do you mean by eating clean are you gonna go vegan does that mean that you're gonna cook more at home and eat out less you want to say, oh, I will work out more. Does that mean you will get a gym membership? Or what are your workout goals? Do you want to lose fat, weight, um, or gain muscle mass, or be more flexible? That really entails like different routines, different equipment. Just adding more how, what, where, when, how, and other W questions that we're taught to ask when we were kids really helps us 
like paint that clearer picture of the daily decisions that we need to make so this goal is actionable and doable planning this takes a lot of brain space i know yes it's so difficult and it's actually so discouraging to see the so many steps that we have to do and take so that we can reach our goal but don't worry because you know that this setting up is gonna be worth it and again your future self will thank you for all the little adjustments here and there that you are doing now so that you will set yourself up towards your goals and if you don't know what these um, eat clean and other sub goals are, add extra sub goals first on these like research or talk to an expert or nutritionist, check out the grocery and check out the prices and then make a budget. So all those things, even if you don't know where to start, those help you move nearer towards your goal. Third A is accountable. So this is monitoring and evaluation. I learned this concept when I was in development management, when I was studying that. And for example, you want to introduce this new program and project to a community. You can't just like, okay, here, introduce and just leave it to be. Because what if they don't accept it? What if there's resistance? Because of course you're telling them to change and just take something as is or maybe you're an events coordinator usually you see events coordinators going around and talking to people checking on things asking for feedback and then making decisions based on what they got uh, what feedback they got rather and the these principles they're the same as our goals and creating a timeline for us to be accountable helps us to make it more organized and have foresight so usually when we say accountability, we think of others keeping us accountable. But it's important that we develop, we hone our self-accountability because no one is going to do your workouts for you. No one is going to force feed you. You really have to um, really make that decision to do it also yourself. But before that, let's just clear this out. You know the saying that, oh, it just takes 21 days to build a habit. Well, this originated from Maxwell Maltz, a plastic surgeon in the 1950s, 1960s. And he noticed that it took a minimum of 21 days for his patients to be adjusted to like a nose job or like a phantom leg. And so he wrote this self-help book, Psycho-Cybernetics, A New Way to Get More Living Out of Life. And of course, since we live in a time of instant gratification and many inspirational speakers and authors just like pluck different words and just um rara on the yeah we can build a habit in 21 days uh yeah so it gets misunderstood and of course it's a good starter like if you have difficulties in building habits it's good that we form at least that habit to be consistent in 21 days but we have to also set realistic expectations, especially if you know yourself to be someone who can't stick to that habit. So we won't get also discouraged. So Philippa Lally, a health psychology researcher at University College London, recreated this study and had it published in the European Journal of Social Psychology. So um, gathered up 96 participants over a 12-week period to monitor if they did the habit 
and if it was automatic. And the results show that on an average, it takes more than two months before a new habit becomes automatic. So that's 66 days to be exact. And how long it takes a new habit can vary widely depending on the behavior, person, and circumstances. So in Lali's study, it took anywhere from 18 days to 254 days for people to form a new habit. So again, be realistic, but also don't get discouraged. Next under accountable is having planned milestones and rewards. So again, we have that timeline, we set up monitoring and evaluation mechanisms, but it's also important that we plug into our timeline milestones and rewards. So milestones like you have maybe 32% body fat this year and your goal is to end at maybe 22%. So your milestones can be 1% or 2% body fat every two months. It's really the small wins so that you won't get discouraged and you'll still see that these goals, the end product is always made up of small goals and small wins along in that progress. And as for rewards, we hear the famous treat yourself and all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I like treating myself, but then it's sometimes better, especially if you're the type to like binge eat and all. It's better to have like a planned maybe ice cream day every two weeks. And actually an alternative perspective that people give to this, especially for um those who tend to binge out on the treating yourself is think of it as this goal that you are pursuing is actually something that will benefit you so why is it that when you say treat yourself it's something that doesn't benefit you in terms of sabotaging yourself towards your goal so if it's getting healthier or being vegan or something like that as your end goal yet treating yourself is uh eating uh two blocks of cheese or something that is like just reversing that goal in the first place not really treating yourself and actually sabotaging yourself so maybe instead what we can do in terms of the reward system or treating ourselves can be um oh when i reach this i can buy new shoes so that our goal is not sacrificed by how we reward ourselves. So what's really good is we always look at our goals holistically and plan it well. So that's why we have these planned milestones and rewards alongside our timeline as, okay, I treat myself to shoes, but then it affects your financial goals. <laughs> so that's not really gonna help you out in both sides. So it's very important that we always plan this out and set this up holistically so hmm, foresight if you know that december you're gonna be giving lots of gifts have foresight that you will need to allot money for december or january then it's also helpful that we have positive reinforcement along the way because again it can be very discouraging so maybe what you can do is um, change your lock screen to a motivational quote or the list of your goals or a picture of your goals you can actually write that on a post-it put it on your desktop put it on your door before you leave all those things can help you reinforce and be motivated and continue on 
you can also maybe get together with some friends who are likewise reaching their goals, trying to reach towards their goals, meet every quarter, discuss your progress, why not? And just encourage yourselves, um, encourage each other, and tell each other that you're not failing behind even if you're falling behind because even if you're progressing slowly, that is not failing. And another practice that you can actually do as a form of evaluation, so these are all monitoring mechanisms that I shared, but at the end of the year, it's really good that you gather up and reflect on what has happened in the year. Um, maybe, okay, I didn't meet this goal because I realized that I got distracted by this, by this, and by this person or something. And that's why it's so important to journal. But of course, having these um, mechanisms, monitor, monitoring mechanisms in place can help us already stop like we're in March and we notice that we do get distracted because of these things. We can address it already ahead of time. But the end of the year evaluation is really good for the times that we don't pick it up during that those monitoring times. So it's good to look through the trends as you sit down at the end of the year. Alright, so if you already made them, those are the three guidelines that I um, share with you guys, the three A's, the aligned, actionable, and accountable, so in case you're making. But if you've already made them, you can still go back to these and check if the, these um, three A's help you refine them better so that you can follow through. Since it's still January, it is, doesn't hurt to make your goals more feasible so that you can accomplish them all. And aside from those, I also have more guidelines woo, and more reminders to share with you guys since it's so easy to be tough on yourself and not be gracious on yourself and conclude that uh, I skipped a day, I'm a failure. <laughs> so first reminder is to enjoy. Yes, you made these goals to improve life or take care of yourself and to be a better person for yourself and others so if you're not enjoying maybe you're too obsessed so you need to dial it down or you're forcing yourself to a goal that in the first place isn't actually your goal you just got pressured or you're trying to people please that that's your goal it's if that's meant for help well that's not being healthy <laughs> and a reminder for the enjoyment is delayed gratification in an instant world, this is often forgotten. And for example, if you're, you want to really, really go to Europe, but then you keep having these impulse trips to like La Union or like Tagaytay and all these traveling, traveling across the year, you'll never be able to save up for it because, you know, Europe is pricey. So just try to remember that also because eventually you will enjoy Next is to don't obsess over the numbers. So again, your goals don't have to be super big or that many. So stop comparing to others because that will really make you obsess more. Don't pressure yourself so much and make these making these goals actually is already a big step. As they say, like in terms of working out, deciding to go to the gym and then entering the gym like changing and then entering the gym is already like a big step that is the first step to working out the x number goal can motivate like having that kind of number can motivate and it works for a lot of 
people like for me example but some people just get pressured by just looking at the number and self-sabotage early because they know they can't reach it so you can listen to a previous episode i recorded on that on stop sabotaging yourself because of the fear of failure and fear of success so search that up in the past episodes so for example also is um oh my goal is to reach 10,000 steps a day but then you're at maybe um 2,000 and it's almost the end of the day so actually sometimes what i do is i walk around the room while i'm using my phone or while i'm brushing my teeth all those add up to your steps but instead because you got so discouraged by the number that uh shocks it's already like 9 p.m and i just have 2000 steps so whatever i'll just eat chips and lie down and watch netflix so again you sabotage yourself because you got obsessed over the number but then again there are these little steps that we can take that can help us and okay if you reach 6000 steps in that time that you you were trying to pace around the room it's fine at least you did not just get frustrated and gave up at the 2000 steps point yeah um actually um, my birthday i didn't reach my steps so what i did was even if i was wearing jeans and heels i went on a treadmill to reach my steps and yeah it was fine i still got a workout and i felt better actually afterwards if you want to do a two-day rule like um matt Devella has this two-day rule that as long as you don't consistently break for two straight days it's okay you can know more about it if you search him up online and youtube third is to be grounded reminder to be grounded and again the emphasis on why we need to have set values and beliefs in doing these it's really that guide for you to make your decisions if you want to maybe your values it's okay as long as we we get, get the most out of what we pay for it it's fine for you to travel cheap explore local since you want to patronize all the wonderful beaches and mountains here in the philippines here why not like if you don't believe in splurging for something big for somewhere abroad and then that's fine you don't have to feel pressured to like save up for europe because you see people going there and these goals are again made up of daily decisions so you decide to go to the gym and then again then again when 6 a.m hits you go to the gym and last is to not do it from your own strength we are empowered by god's grace by god's power philippians chapter 2 verses 12 to 13 therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure so this work out our salvation it's not that we have to perform to get saved but how we are living now that we believe in what christ has done now that we know our identities in god that we are made new and we are no longer slaves to sin that we can say no now because we are free we can say no to the things that hold us back because who you truly are in christ you will become we become who we are truly in christ and work out what god is asking us to do in terms of that fear and trembling yeah it's gonna be hard to um work 
rely on God because we're so used to relying on me, me, I can do this, be self-sufficient, uh, don't need to depend on anyone, everyone's just gonna disappoint me, but not God. And we're so used to that. And that's and the more that we keep doing that, yeah, you're gonna experience burnout, you're gonna be tired. And it's because we are not meant to function that way. It really takes us to have that humility to obey and surrender to god even if there are so many things that we have opposing personal opinions on we can't force the truth on truth on god because yeah we don't always agree but he is god and we are not and the more that we learn more about him the closer we are to him the more that we will revere him and the promise we can hold on to is that God is the one working in us. It's his power and not us. So we don't need to be discouraged. Our church is actually going through the book of Psalms right now. And I can't help but share Psalm 6 with you. I love the book of Psalms because it really gives us glimpses into like real personal human experiences of the people in the Bible. Like They are human too. It's not all, ah, chill, yeah, once I become a believer and follower of God. King David bears his raw emotions and pain of pain and repentance as he cries to God in plea and prayer in Psalm 6. It says in verses 3 to 4, My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. David looks to God's steadfast love to deliver him steadfast love in hebrew chazed which is loving kindness with a strong sense of loyalty so we don't get to where we are now to where we want to be by our own merit but god for this is this is what we want to change or what we want to improve on because of the past us past 2019 2018 us god yeah god will forgive us for all the like falling behind or uh, shortcomings that we have not because we deserve it or because we're perfect but because he is and sharing these because personal experiences aren't just meant for us to grow like david we share them for others also for a communal response that yeah we are suffering in our own ways yet there is always hope that we can look to it may not always be the timeline that we want because we're going to be, uh, it's not supposed to be, I want it to be like this, like that, because we planned it out. But it's our hope that continues to help us persevere, even through the shortcomings or the drawbacks. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. I personally have always been putting health goals yearly in, and in my first year of that weight loss journey, like I started really going to the gym and eating healthy, I lost 20 pounds. I didn't see the same the same results in my second year, especially coming from like my struggles of plateauing so um, I would starve myself I would obsess over calories then 
because I tried to fix that, I instead did binge eating and yeah, but placing my mind on Jesus, on the joy set before me and not focus on obsessing how I look, what I eat and getting overwhelmed and please people on trying to follow their different, yeah, you should do this, no, you should do that. Yeah, it's really focusing on our living hope. This is also why this podcast is called Develop Me For We. It may be a personal development podcast, but our growth is for everyone's growth also. God has given us these mountains to show others that it can be moved. Similarly, as David, let's ask God's help for the deliverance for, of the things we resolve to do this 2020. We may repent and like, create all these great action steps for God, yet if we're again so used to leaning on ourselves to see them through, uh, it's not really gonna work out or it's gonna work out for a short time but eventually it's all gonna collapse. So ultimately it's God who enables us to fulfill these resolutions. So I leave to you guys some questions that you've been waiting for to do. We have a lot of work to do, but it's okay. We have God by our side and we have this community that we have. So ask yourself these questions and attempt to answer. What values and beliefs should I be aligning and grounding my goals on? Are these clear for me to be making daily decisions that support these goals? That There, those are the questions. And... Uh, to be transparent with you guys, I'm still figuring out how often I'll be uploading podcast episodes, maybe once a month as I reevaluate my priorities in 2020. But you can always count on continual transparent sharing on personal experiences and tips. In the meantime, I post a lot of updates, daily quotes, daily verses, resources, and a lot of <laughs> embarrassing but entertaining stories over at my Instagram at Steph Sison. So follow and connect. And if you want to connect formally, you can search me up on LinkedIn or you can email me at developmeforwe at gmail.com also for like inquiries, questions, or suggestions. Yay! I pray you all take the time to think through your answers to these critical questions. And don't forget that we all need to make the time to take the time. Alright, happy 2020! So excited to navigate it with you all. Happy morning!